we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I am absolutely delighted to be here with you today. I hope you're having a wonderful week and let's get into the pod. So today's episode is about black and white thinking. So in psychology, black and white thinking is also referred to as all or nothing thinking or polarized thinking, but no matter what you call it, it is one of the most common cognitive distortions. And all that means is that it's a habitual way of thinking that's usually negative and often untrue. So as the name really implies, when you're practicing or engaged in black and white thinking, you see option A and you see option B with no in-between and no middle ground. So something is either right or it's wrong. It's good or it's bad. And there are some theories that suggest that black and white thinking and other cognitive distortions actually developed during evolution as a survival mechanism. And if you think about it, it makes total sense, right? Applying nuance and critical thinking, it takes time and it takes brain power. And our brains are like constantly looking for ways to save energy. And we live in this complicated world. So it's no wonder that your brain wants to kind of simplify things and just put things into these neat little buckets of either or. And this works in some cases, right? In some very black and white cases. But the problem here is that our lives really aren't black and white, right? Things are right and wrong. They're good and bad and somewhere in between. I have sweaters that are so ugly that they're actually cute. (laughs) I don't know what a psychologist would have to say about that. And this brings us to you know, one of the areas in which we commonly see black and white thinking being applied, and that's diets, right? It's actually part of the reason why diets are so tempting. They lay things out in a very black and white manner, right? Don't eat snacks. Dairy and grains are bad. No added sugar. Don't eat more than X calories per day. Diets present this like simplified solution for what you may view as a very complex problem. But... Unfortunately, the black and white nature of diets is also a huge reason why they don't work because our lives are gray and health is gray, right? You know, sometimes when I talk about like black and white versus gray, I'm like, maybe it's not, maybe it's not gray. Maybe it's a rainbow. 
I don't know. Or is it 50 shades of gray? There's so many, so many ways we can take this, but I think black, white, and gray probably makes sense, right? Okay. So again, just to recap, black and white thinking, otherwise known as all or nothing thinking, polarized thinking. It is a cognitive distortion. There are a bunch of cognitive distortions. In fact, I think we should have Julie, our mindset coach, on to the podcast to talk with me about cognitive distortions because it's fascinating. It's fascinating to understand the way your brain works and to know, oh, that's not something wrong with my brain. That's like the way brains work. And that's always a very eye-opening thing, especially you know for our members when we talk about things like black and white thinking. Like, oh, no, you're engaged in black and white thinking. That's not true, right? This whole don't eat snacks thing, that's a very black and white way of looking at at life and at food. Is there a more gray option here? Okay. So again, that's what we've got going on here today, this black and white thinking. And it's why diets are so tempting. They present things in these very simple terms and we think, okay, great, simple enough. I should be able to do that. But then the grayness of our lives kick in. So let's kind of walk through those earlier examples. You know, let's talk about snacking. Lots of diets say don't eat snacks. And, you know, to some to some extent, yeah, that's good advice, you know. It's not great for your blood sugar management to just like graze on snacks all day. But if you're hungry between lunch and dinner, then having a snack is actually a very smart idea because otherwise you're going to get hangry and overeat at dinner. And that's not going to feel good. And that's also not great for your blood sugar management. And also, can we just talk about how general the idea of a snack is? I mean, am I snacking on a Twinkie or am I having an apple and almond butter? Am I having um, some deli turkey and crackers and hummus? Like what? What? Am I just having like a smaller cup of soup because I'm snack hungry and not meal hungry. Again, snacks are bad. Don't eat snacks. It is so black and white. It is so overly simplified. There's no context, no nuance. And so it's not a great recommendation. It's not a complete recommendation. Okay. Now what about other diets that say like dairy and grains are bad? They're inflammatory. Well, in fact, we know that dairy and grains are actually fine for most people. Check your own, you know, your own experience. But they also, you know, grains and dairy alone don't make up a completely balanced diet, right? If we hear, it's so funny with this black and white thinking thing. Like if we hear that something is bad for us, then we think, okay, I have to have it in zero amount. And and then if we hear something is good for us, then we want to have it all the time, right? (laughs) When like, I mean, geez, is there not a middle ground where I can have some dairy, some grains, feel good, incorporate other things into my diet and, and move on? right? Okay. Now let's talk about sugar, added sugar. So yeah, added sugar is not necessarily improving your health, but whether or not it's bad for you really depends on how much sugar you're talking about and how that fits into the context of the rest of your diet, right? If your diet has little sugar in it and then you have some ketchup with sugar, I'm not terribly worried about it. Plus, if a little sugar in your salad dressing, like I, for example, I have, I love honey mustard salad dressing. It's one of my favorites. And if a little, you know, sugar or honey in your salad dressing makes you more likely to eat a bowl of vegetables, aka a salad, is that such a bad thing? I, (laughs) oh my gosh. Okay. Somehow I got like looped in on TikTok to like keto TikTok. And I don't know what I did to deserve this, but 
there is this trend. So in the keto world, there's this trend of like these little mini waffle makers. And like people who are really into keto, they'll they'll put freaking anything in a waffle maker. Um, and there's this trend. This this woman I saw, she made a keto fried pickle where she took cheese, like cheddar cheese, shredded cheddar cheese, put it in the waffle maker and then took slices of pickle, put that on top and then put more cheese and then, you know, did that. Made it into this like cheesy, crispy fried pickle in air quotes because it's like low carb, not fried, whatever. And I'm not going to lie. It actually like looked and sounded pretty good. I don't know how I actually feel about like cooked cheese and pickles. That doesn't actually sound good. That sounds like a weird, like it's good if you're on keto. But anyway, like are we taking such a hard line on carbohydrates that like this is a healthy snack, but a piece of fruit isn't? And listen, I'm not saying that the fried pickle cheese thing is bad. I mean, this all exists on some sort of spectrum. <laughs> but I would have probably argue that like a piece of fruit is more nutrient dense, more dense in at least vitamins and minerals than waffle pickle cheese. <laughs> but again, we get so caught up in this black and white thinking, no sugar, no carbs, that it, I mean, it has us acting in very interesting ways. So really what I'm getting at is that nuance takes longer. It requires more effort, but it offers a more complete and more truthful picture. But I think at this point, I'm probably preaching to the choir. Like if you've made it this far in this episode, if you've listened to any of the Nutritional Freedom podcasts, you're probably bought in on on all of this, that diets don't work and that it's due in part, at least, to their black and white nature. But what I wanted to bring you on here today to just noodle on with me is this interesting phenomenon that I've been seeing where people will take the same cognitive distortion of black and white thinking and simply apply it to not dieting. Well, if I'm not dieting, I can't eat any vegetables. If I'm not dieting, I can't do a group fitness class. If I care about how my body looks, then I must be dieting. If I'm trying to make healthy choices, that means I'm on a diet. If I don't finish my plate and I feel proud of myself for doing so, that must mean I'm dieting. And I see this happening to a lot of people, like internally, but on a subconscious level where they don't even realize it. But I also see it kind of projected outwards right? Where people, you know, people who are kind of non-dieters or are very vocal in the non-diet space judge others for engaging in anything that they consider dieting behavior, like group fitness or eating veggies or caring about how you look. And I just find that this like either or way of thinking, it really, it just sets us all up for a lot of really unnecessary suffering. I mean, I've had conversations with women who have made this like very bold step to ditch diets, but they basically just trade obsessing over food to not being thoughtful about food at all. And when they were obsessing over food, they didn't feel good, which is why they made the decision to, to ditch diets. And now that they're not obsessing about food, but just not being thoughtful in any way, shape or form because they're not dieting, they still don't feel good. 
because again, it's that same distorted way of thinking applied to a different set of behaviors, right? Or really just exploring the opposite end of the spectrum of the same set of behaviors. And so I I find myself, you know, having to remind people that nuance and critical thinking is is really part of the true non-dieting journey, okay? And and maybe, you know, your path has to require um, some time spent on the opposite end of the spectrum where you are just completely not engaged in any health behaviors whatsoever. There is time and space and instances in which that's very appropriate and like a necessary part of the healing process. But again, nuance, that's not necessarily the case for everyone. And even if it is the case for you, there's not a prescribed set of time that you spend in that space. Something we've explored in nutritional freedom is this idea of should, right? And and I think this kind of gets looped into black and white thinking. Like, well, I shouldn't eat salad because I'm not dieting. I shouldn't go to that workout class because I'm not dieting. Or you should eat the donut because you're not dieting. Whatever the case is, there are these shoulds and shouldn'ts. And I, you know, there's sayings like, you know, you shouldn't should all over yourself. <laughs> Stop shoulding all over yourself. You've probably heard that. But I, I recognize that even that is like not always true, you know? And, and I sort of discovered in conversation with a member that the difference here is like, is this an internal should or an external should? If you recognize that, you know, you shouldn't eat the salad because you're on this not dieting journey and that is a decision coming from you, from your gut and and your heart and your intuition, then that is the correct answer. Okay. But if you're saying, oh, I shouldn't eat the salad because I'm not dieting because that's what I saw on this Instagram or that's what I read in this book, it's that this external should then how is that any different from being on a diet that's telling you not to eat a snack? A true, like genuine, not dieting journey is really just you getting closer to yourself, you learning to trust yourself more, to trust your own intuition, to be able to quiet the outside noise and do what you know you should do. So I want you to think about that. If you find that you are being just as black and white about not dieting as you were about dieting, then hit pause. Hit pause and take a second to ask yourself, where are these thoughts coming from? Where are my shoulds coming from? The shoulds about how I eat, how I exercise, the things I care about. Is it true that if I'm not dieting, I can't eat vegetables? Is it true that if I'm not dieting, I can't do group fitness? Or that if I care about how my body looks, that I'm just a a pawn and a pusher of diet culture? Is that true or is there more to the story there? Is it really that black and white or is it a little bit gray? And am I making decisions to prove to someone or something or even myself that I'm not dieting? Or am I just genuinely not dieting and doing so based on my own intuition? That can take some time to work through. And that may be an area where you need some support, right? Dieting breeds mistrust within oneself. So it's very difficult to go from 
dieting and putting all of your trust into external forces and then saying, oh, I'm not dieting anymore. Great. Now I trust myself. I can move forward. No, you're still bringing that same sense of like inner mistrust. And again, just applying it on the opposite end of the spectrum. And you may experience some like novelty and and some freedom in doing so, but it's not the full experience, okay? As long as you're still engaged in black and white thinking, you are not getting to experience the true like richness of life. So, you know, oftentimes on podcasts, I leave you with like three actionable steps um, or three do's and three don'ts or, you know, stuff like that. And I like to, I like to leave that with you. I want this podcast to be like super useful for you. But on today's episode, I really just wanted to like bring your awareness to what black and white thinking is. And I want to show you how, you know, it may be familiar to you in the dieting world, but I wanted to bring your awareness to see if you're doing it in your non-dieting journey as well. I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to hear your, your feedback, any questions that come up for you, please always feel free to, to DM me on Instagram. Truly nothing makes me happier than hearing from y'all about how much you love the podcast and how useful it's been to you. It really just makes my heart so happy. And if that's the case, please share the pod with a friend, leave us a rating and a review. It's really helpful for us as we continue to get more ears here. Um, and I'm just so appreciative of you. Thanks for spending another you know, 20 minutes or so with me and I'll see you next week. Bye.